Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, what's your name right now on Twitter? My name is Clovallen Jiverson. <laughs> Did, do you have like a cult now? A cult following? I have a cult following of me and three other dudes, I think, on Twitter. You, Dalton, and two other guys. <laughs> Dalton thinks that he's like the guy that started it all. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of funny because we kind of like laughed about it, making fun of Dalton's take. Yeah, that, uh, that is where it started. But then you came up with Jiverson, the combining of it. And now there's a dude on Twitter that's changed his name to Jiverson. His handle. He changed his Twitter handle to Jiverson, and I was I was blown away. So shout out to at Jiverson. <laughs> I did not expect that to become a thing, but I was very excited when I saw it today. Yeah, I was cracking up when I saw that. I checked my phone. There's like 10 notifications. I'm like, oh, Lord, what happened? And I start going down through it, and it's like all these people in these gifts. <laughs> And then Doyle coming in, these random McRoberts gifts. <laughs> Doyle's mad. So if you guys don't don't understand the Jiverson joke, uh, one of the writers at Mavs Moneyball tweeted and said that John Clavel, the uh, the training camp invitee for the Mavericks, is uh, Iverson-esque in his play, which <laughs> me and Isaac had a really good laugh at, and most of the people on Mavs Moneyball actually had a pretty good laugh at that. And so we started to make a joke about it, and then Gian turned in Jiverson turned into Jiverson. I just mushed their names together, and so we've been calling him that, and uh, it's been pretty funny. And I hope he stays on the team because if he does make the team or makes a two way, I'm definitely gonna tell him. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it'd be cool if he like tweets it out. He's like Jiverson, like it. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would that would be one of the top probably four moments of Dalton's life. Or if he tweets like a picture of him in an Allen Iverson jersey when he's like 12 years old back at home. Oh my gosh. That would be a game changer. <laughs> that would just be it. <laughs> so anyway, that's why my name is different on Twitter. And uh, But we got some more news today. We had an actual, another one of these, you know, Woj bomb-like press releases from the Mavericks where this came out of nowhere and Brandon Ashley is out. So R.I.P. to Bash. It was fun while it lasted. He just didn't have a good. He didn't have a spot here because just too many bigs. I mean, he he was a really good five during summer league that they typecast him as a you know a guy that can play three through five and played him a lot at three and didn't work out. So didn't have a spot for him. So what the Mavericks decided to do when they take out a guy that should be a four, maybe a five, they bring in another guy that should be a four, maybe a five in the NBA, and that's your boy Isaac. Yeah, man, Dallas brought back uh, Jamil Warney, and Warney had an impressive summer uh, with uh, Team USA. 
and uh, did really well with that. With Jeff Van Gundy. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, they, they obviously have a pass with Warney. Uh, he was in training camp last year. Obviously didn't make the team. Played on the Legends. I spent time with the Legends and stuff. Uh, I'm pretty sure that is the plan for him uh, this year. Uh, we exchanged texts today about uh, just his excitement of being back. And um, he said he's you know already back and he's going to be in Frisco. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it it doesn't change our – it doesn't change our, like, roster talk that we've been talking. I mean, we didn't think Ashley was going to make the roster. Even though I do believe that Warney should be on the NBA roster, I don't think he's going to make this roster. So we'll probably see him back uh, with the Legends this – yeah. This year, and uh, but not making the final roster, so not even a two way spot. No, I, I don't think so. No, I don't think a two way spot, but we'll see. We never know, it could happen. Uh, do you think Motley and Jumil Warney can play together? Mm, it'd, have to be a pretty, it'd have to be a pretty traditional lineup for in order for you, to yeah. It's just really hard to justify having two people on the court in today's game that can't hit an outside shot. And not so. like not like three, but just like a, you know, 16-footer, 15-footer, you know, something like that, 20-footer. Like yeah. I mean, people are already dis- dissecting the Thunder and saying, like, the reason they're not going to be one of the top teams is because Roberson can't hit a shot. Yeah, that's, so, that's I mean, one guy, and they have Patrick <laughs> Patterson, and they have, you know, Paul well, George Patterson can Miller. actually shoot. No, that's what like, I'm saying. Like they have uh, Patrick Patterson that can actually shoot really good for you know four or four. That he can also play five for them. Then you have Mello and, and Paul George who are like incredible shooters. And so it's like they just have the one dude. But when you get in the playoffs, you know your deficiencies become you know maximized so much. So there's not as much of a magnifying glass on the Mavericks. So or yeah. and even less of a magnifying glass. I don't even know if you'd call it a magnifying glass. Maybe just like a pair of glasses with no, you know, glass in them, just like rims <laughs> looking at the legends. That's probably that's probably how I would explain it. Um we should see over the next 24 to 48 hours uh, this weekend really you know the Mavericks wave the rest of their guys uh, now that the preseason is over. So um, it'll be interesting. I, I think really the biggest thing, I mean, I don't really, I mean, I care about Clavel or Dozier. I mean, it looks like it's going to be Clavel, but the only thing that I'm like intrigued about is Salah or Withy. You know, it's still like, I mean, I think Salah, Salah got a few, few minutes uh, tonight against Charlotte, but it wasn't, it's not like Salah went out there and played like 20 minutes and he was a part of the rotation. You're like, oh, okay, that's, he looks like he's part of it. They went back and forth, so I'm just I'm I'm really intrigued. That's the only thing I'm really intrigued about with the roster thing. Yeah, if you want to take tonight as sort of a dress rehearsal, you look at the guys that played tonight. You had you know Wes and Barnes. They played you know 30 plus minutes, which is the same as last year. You have Dirk that played you know just about 26 minutes. Um, you have Yogi Ferrell played 20, but just about 28 minutes. Dennis played you know 26 and a half minutes. Nerland's coming off the bench, Devin coming off the bench, JJ Barea coming off the bench, and uh, they play between 16 and you know 18 minutes a game. That's probably about fair for them. Yeah. Then uh, then Dorian and Dwight playing between you know 13 and 14 minutes. Then you know like you said, Salah coming off the bench five minutes for him. Uh, Clavel three minutes and Malik Wayne's three minutes. So that pretty much looks like the like what the rotation's probably going to look like. Then you're going to have to throw Seth in there. Uh, that'll probably decrease the minutes for Devin Harris. 
potentially J.J. Barea a little bit there. So that's rotation. So we've been talking a lot in the last couple of podcasts about the end of the bench, and it really is the end of the bench. You know, which guys are going to make it? We talk about Kleber. We talk about Clavel. You know, we had that whole pod that we talked about them yesterday. But even if they do make the team, they're probably going to get a lot of DNP CDs. There's going to be a lot of, you know, did, oh, yeah. did not play coaches' decisions. There's going to be a lot, which happened tonight. Uh, DNP CD, Brandon Ashley, PJ Dozier, Maxi Kleber, Jeff Withy, Jonathan Motley. Uh, Mick Roberts was a rest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, was not with the team. So that's probably going to happen if some of these guys make end up making the roster. Yeah, I mean, that. I mean that's just what we debated this time of the year. You know, all the Clavel hype is going to go straight down the drain whenever he does not play a single minute. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, But, uh, no, I mean, the dress rehearsal tonight, I mean, that – we, you got your basic, you know, eleven players for the yeah. most part. Um, when when Seth comes back, uh, counting. I mean, without Seth, you got basic ten, but still, you got those guys. Or no, you got a basic ten. Yeah, if Seth's in there, the next five being the three guards and Dwight and Seth, yeah, Seth. Seth makes eleven. Who am I missing now then? Dwight, Dorian, JJ, Devin, Nerlens. Well, I don't. Well, I don't. I think when everybody's healthy, I mean, but if we go about what they played earlier, Dwight's probably going to get most of the minutes than Dorian. So, I mean, Dorian might get a few sparingly here and there. That's the stuff that's really going to make me mad. I mean, we've talked about it before. Yeah. If anybody's going to get those backup four minutes in this, you know, if we're talking about first unit, second unit, or the third string three minutes, give the freak. No, I'm 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 all down with Devin getting those. I just want. Dorian to get the minutes over Dwight. I'm gonna get so mad whenever we're watching watching Dwight build a house with his bricks, and then Dorian still is just sitting over there on the bench. Dwight was uh, four of five from the field today, and he hit the only three that he took. So I just want to throw that out there. Just Ballin, just sprinkle that over there. He's actually played played super well this preseason. So hey, best Dwight on the floor. If the shot is there, if the shot is there, let's say he shoots. 36% from three, 35% from three this year. Would you turn around on Dwight? Um, what would it not. take? What percentage would it take for you to? It's more than shooting though. Like that's the thing. He doesn't like board that well. And in the, in the oops, like how many missed oops has Dwight had in his time here? Like it's an, it's unreal for a dude that jumps. Like he's not, he's not even like Fareed. Like, I mean, real talk, take away Dwight's contract. He's a yeah. non-guaranteed player. Does he make the roster? Uh, like, are are we sitting there saying, "Oh yes. yeah, he's definitely making it over Brandon Ashley for sure"? Well, yeah, because Brandon Ashley got waived today. <laughs> I know, but first I'm just saying, waived. like, if he was one of those dudes, like, yeah, no, but if we were if we were talking, let's say, you know, with the Kleber and, and Powell, and we were just going off of this season, Kleber showed more of of you know of an upside. He showed more of the, of the highs. Dwight Powell showed you know a little more consistency, but you would expect that at this point. He's, you know, two years older than Kleber and been in the NBA for four years almost now. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to spend the whole time talking about Dwight Powell because it's neither you know, do I. <laughs> anyway, uh, other news today for the Dallas Mavericks organization from top to bottom. <sighs> Isaac, do we have to lay to rest? Lay to bed. Do we have to put away? Do we have to never use again the phrase Sotnam shame? My, 
That was my moment of silence. I had to give him a moment of silence. <laughs> Man, first off, I would like to plug a piece from our site. Blake Heckle, one of our staff writers, he wrote the funniest, like, goodbye, <laughs> the le- the legend of Satnam, the things you didn't know about Satnam, and pulled things off his Instagram. <laughs> Some, it was the funniest, just well-written thing. Um, I I just enjoyed it too much, but... The legend so of Satnam. Go to thesmokingcuban.com the and go check that piece out. Yeah, go to the Smoking Cuban. I tweet. I quote tweeted out to Blake. Did an awesome job on it. But uh, yeah, I mean Satnam. What a publicity stunt, you know, for a couple of years. <laughs> I mean, we got a, a Netflix documentary. We got the first, the first, in, you know, Indian. I think wasn't he the first Indian born? Yeah, the player first in Indian born player drafted. He he never played an NBA game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. So what a mass! He's a massive human being. Dang, that dude's so big. But the the Satnam era is gone. As is he going overseas? Is he going back home? Yeah, he's going back home to India. Okay, dang, he'll probably be MVP over there. I hope. I hope he goes back and he's just dominant, super. He just dominates over there. He's like the Shaquille O'Neal of India. That's what I hope. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, Satnam. Too bad he never. Um, I have mixed feelings about Satnam because one of my, I am, I've always been supporter of Mark Cuban, Donnie, like all of them. I'm never on the bashing bandwagon that a lot of fans like to get on and just really bash, you know, whatever. I'm more of an optimist. Yeah. But one of the only things that really does frustrate me sometimes, we swing in for free agents. Okay, cool. Whatever. I'm glad we swung. Doing whatever, all, taking risks like the Rondo trade, sure, do it. Like, yeah. whatever. But the one thing that really frustrates me is how we never use second round picks. <laughs> it makes me so mad sometimes how we we just like either give them away or we don't try to get a quality player and try to actually do it. And like we have like Satnam and like. I think what they did with the second round picks this year, I feel like is fair though. <laughs> This is that's probably the worst time for you to come to bring up that because they just used two to get Nerlens Noel and basically only gave that and Justin Anderson. Well, I meant like <laughs> so. actually like when they have when they own them on draft night, basically like if they're drafting a player, it's like a nobody or I don't know. It's just they just we just never seem to focus put a focus or an emphasis on second round picks and they can develop. I mean, we see the Draymonds of the world and the Malcolm Brogdon's and stuff like that that's like ah oh, man like there are there are diamonds in the rough out there that we just we never get a grasp on yeah um, it it's tough when you're, you're not taking swings you have to you, you know in the nba when you're trying to acquire talent you have to take as many swings as you can and sometimes you you know if you just if you limit the amount of swings that you take and you think oh man we, we have to get the you know the first round pick we have to get that top 10 pick you just it's, it limits your your focus and your it limits your perspective on the fact that talent can come from anywhere. You know, it, it might not be your, you know, your number one pick. It might not be your, you know, your top end talent, but you do get guys like, like you said, Chandler Parsons, you get a, um, he can't, he was a second round pick. You get like a Gilbert arenas. who was a second round pick. You get Manu freaking Ginobili. who was a second round, pick. you get Isaiah Thomas, the, you know, the, the Cleveland Cavalier bought, you know, uh, Isaiah Thomas. That was the, the last pick in the, the end, you know, the NBA draft. So, you got to take as many swings as you can, and it's. I think it doing that and in the draft, I feel like has put Mavericks fans 
their mindset in the fact that if we don't get a draft pick, we'll never be able to acquire talent. Like we'll never be able to build the team up. We'll never be able to do this. If you, if you don't get first round picks and even, you know, top 15 picks. So I think, I think your point is very well, you know, spoken. And I think that that has, has had a ripple effect in this fan base. Yeah. I mean, it has, I mean, and it's beyond like, it's not the fact that you look at it and you say, Oh, we could have had Greek freak. We jacked that up and took Shane Larkin. Like you can say that almost all the time. As far as he went thirteenth, he should have yeah, gone I mean, first. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, it stings a little bit more whenever Cuban and you know and people have talked about it. And it's like, oh yeah, Donnie really wanted him, and yeah, you know, stuff like that. But you know, stuff missing on people—that's just part of the business. But when you don't even like try to use a second round pick to develop or something like that, that's what you know that gets a little frustrating. And we're trying to trade back in possibly, and but. It's whatever. This year, I feel like they Motley was basically their second round pick, and I think they did really well with it. Yeah, I mean Motley had it. I mean Draft Express had him as a first round, late first round grade. Uh, we got him, you know, obviously undrafted, but we got kind of lucky with that. But you know, this was one of the years where I'm like, oh man, we were sitting there on draft night. This would be the night, this would be the draft to trade back in. We're starting like this rebuild type of thing, and and they just never did. We just like waited and waited. There was some quality names there in the second round and but they end up getting motley so i mean like you said it's basically our second round pick so that's kind of cool with the holidays around the corner now's your chance to save time and money at safeway stock up sale plus earn four times gas reward points on participating items look for tags on items like honey nut cheerios select varieties are four for eight dollars with your club card and select varieties of betty crocker cake mix brownie mix or frosting are 10 for ten dollars with your club card maximum gas reward at participating sunoco stations is 20 cents per gallon and one dollar per gallon at safeway stations in a single fill of up to 25 gallons other restrictions limitations and exclusions apply for complete details go to safeway.com it all worked out or at yeah. least this year it worked out so all right the final so satnam singh is now out of the mavericks organization uh <laughs> i think we will still use satnam shame during the regular season and we will still use it on of this course. podcast uh in his memory and so we will use it fondly in his memory and uh we will continue to use that so we're not putting away the satnam shame phrase we haven't used it in a while i haven't really seen a ton of stuff uh, it's not really, you know, player transaction acquisition time in the NBA yet. That's when the real, that's when the real stuff comes out. So <laughs> that's when the real Sottenham Shamers they really trade they, deadline. Oh, oh be some great man, ones. I'm super excited. We're, we'll let's on the trade deadline. Let's agree if we're still doing this podcast. Let's agree to do a entire episode of Sottenham Shame. Let's we'll just oh, call I'll it. be all about that. <laughs> Sottenham Shame. I'll be putting episode. all of y'all on blast. <laughs> all right. Today, the Mavericks lost their final preseason game to the Charlotte Hornets. Dennis Smith Jr. did, in fact, play. We just we just went through and told you basically all the you know total minutes that you know players played tonight, and Dennis Smith Jr. did play. We talked about yesterday how we thought you know neither of us wanted him to play, uh, but I think I know why he played. I think uh, after listening to to a uh, an interview with him at the beginning of the game, I know exactly why he played. I just wrote a short piece about it on. Mavs Moneyball about why he played. Um, but since you guys are listeners to the podcast, I'll just totally give away the quote. <laughs> so here's here's the quote. Um, and this was, you know, to ESPN. He said, one of my goals is to really not miss any games. And since my ACL injury, I missed the whole year with that. For whatever reason, people think I get hurt a lot. My ankle got stepped on last night. <laughs> so, you know, I was kind of making the point that, you know, he – 
Dennis Smith Jr. when he was introduced, he said when someone asked him about his you know the doubters, the people that you know you know doubted him or naysayers or haters, whatever you want to call them, he said, "I want to prove the people that believed in me right, not the people that doubted me wrong." And he's kind of that's kind of been his thing. That's sort of a catchphrase. But he does have this secret little list in his head of things that he wants to check off, like this little hit list, this stuff mm-hmm. in his brain that he wants to say. Okay, people said that I, you know, I, I don't have a desire to play the game. People say I don't have, you know, uh, I can't hit the outside shot. You know, people, all this stuff. And all year, he's going to give away these little things. He's going to give away one of the points in his list because he's going to talk to the media so much. And we're going to ask him so many questions that things on this, you know, eventually the whole list will be revealed. But we can put one of the things on the list, and that's durability. I think he really, you know, wants to be seen as a guy that's durable, a guy that's going to be out there, wants to be out there. Uh, durability, not just with his you know, his physical body, but also with his his desire to play. And so I think tonight was, was a little step for him to show, you know, I have a desire to play, and if I'm available to play, I'm going to play. We saw this with Harrison Barnes last year where basically Rick Carlisle had to, you know, pull him out and hold him out the last couple of games because he was exhausted towards the end there because he just didn't take any games off. So that's something we learned from, you know, from Dennis Smith Jr. tonight. That I think it's going to be good. He also had a lot of family there because he was about. I was going to add yeah, that he was about three yeah. hours away from home, so that was definitely part of it that I mentioned. They, the, they the said teams. how many how many tickets? It was like over ten, I think. I forgot how many tickets they said he had. Which uh, and it's family. three it's three hours away. So basically, imagine you know you had a game in Oklahoma City and everybody you know your family all went up and saw you. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, most of them, it's the first time they've ever seen Dennis, you know, on a NBA court. So uh, it, it had to be a, a cool thing uh, for him and added motivation for for him to play tonight. And he didn't, you know, he, he played pretty well or didn't play that bad. So Yeah, yeah, he had he had uh, nine assists tonight, which is really good. He had ten points, uh, hit a couple of threes. Didn't get to see a, a huge dunk from him, but... Uh... And as soon as we, you, as soon as you, as soon as it happens, he'll, you know, the whole internet will find out. <laughs> yeah, and the him versus Kemba matchup. I mean, that's a, uh, you know, they're kind of when we looked at looking at Dennis before the draft and looking at different players he might remind you of, uh, just with his size and how he finishes and his shooting ability and stuff. Kemba was one of those guys, and he obviously he can he can dunk. He you know he can dunk way better than Kemba. You know, can Kemba even dunk? I don't even know. I don't know. I don't but, know if uh, I've ever seen Kemba dunk. Like athleticism, obviously Dennis is a different animal, but uh, Nick's Nick's dog is like right like speaking my whole of, computer. Speaking of speaking of animal, my dog is just there's a chair sitting next to me, and then there's my lap, and he just keeps going back and forth from the chair to my lap, and then he goes into the microphone, and then he just goes right into the Skype camera <laughs> and just says hello to Isaac. There he is again. <laughs> hey, what up, bro? Um, but man, uh, Malik Monk played tonight too. Yeah, and, uh, Malik Monk, Monk had... looked really good. He had this play where he drove baseline. And he passed it from from the baseline all the way up to the top for a trailing. Uh, I think it was Marvin Williams. But man, I was like, dang, <laughs> that's a playmaking shot that you know uh, I was excited to see him do. Yeah, man, Monk Monk can ball, and he's gonna ball out. I I think um I think it was uh skin Jeff Skin Wade he he posted or he tweeted out something that was like hey you know what pretty much saying I'm happy we got Dennis but I didn't understand the people who didn't want us to get Monk and yeah. I totally agree with that you know there was there was a lot of 
there's a lot of fans, a lot of people are like, oh man, I don't want Monk if he's there at nine for us. And no, man, like Monk's going to be a really good player in this league for a long yeah. time. And he can, he's going to be able to score with some of the best. So he was, I think, well, I have wrote down plus 22 tonight. So off the bench, he didn't start. Yeah. And he's going to get all the backup, you know, point guard minutes probably. That's probably what they're going to do because that's been since since Jeremy Lin left. That's been just a black hole. They, they just hey, not, don't don't you discredit Michael Carter Williams? They just could not fill that last year to save their lives. So, uh, and I th- I thought he would start at two for them, but Dwayne Bacon has been a, a nice surprise for him, giving them some shooting and you know some other stuff. Uh, well, like you know, and this is another thing we talked about before we hit record. Take it for whatever you want to think about it, but you know Charlotte was out without. Michael Kidd Gilchrist, he was out for family reasons tonight. Yeah. And Batum is out for a, a long extended time. Eight, eight to 12 weeks. Um, and, you know, Carter Wims, whatever, but he's probably going to be the backup one. But, you know, those two guys right there, Kid Gilchrist and Batum, I mean, those are two starters. So, I mean, you'd assume Bacon's not going to start in the season. Batum's going to start there. Yeah, Jeremy and, Lamb also out for them. He'll get some too. Yeah, Jeremy Lamb too. Yeah. So, they were missing some quality players. Batum, you know, the second best player and you know, kid Gilchrist, whatever, and uh, they still beat Dallas tonight. But Dwight Howard, let's go. They started Marvin Williams at three, and that was kind of a throwback to his uh, college days. Didn't he? Play, he played three in college. Didn't he? Yeah, a little bit. I love Marvin Williams, guys. <laughs> my Tar Heels. <laughs> we cleared made it. Twenty-four minutes before you brought up the Tar Heels thing. Oh my gosh, man! I was so I like my dad cannot stand North Carolina because I grew up in Kentucky and I'm always a diehard Tar Heel fan. So he likes Kentucky. And I called him. I was like, we're free. Nothing happened. Like there's no, like there's no punishments. Like it's awesome. And he's like, what the heck? We'll have to pay the way out of that one. If you guys haven't been paying attention or if you're out of the United States and don't care about college basketball, I do not blame you. However, this is a really big story. There's just been uh, like recruiting violations and all this stuff with guys getting paid and shoe deals and shoe companies interfering and all this stuff. And so all these schools have been investigated and uh, Rick Pitino lost his job, rightly so, <laughs> for the University of Louisville uh, because of these sort of sanctions or because of these violations and things. So North Carolina is being investigated today and it came up came up clean. So you and yeah, Harrison this Barnes is, this will be, is a- be happy to hear about that. This is a cloud that was hanging over Carolina forever because this was beyond the shoes and all this stuff. This was an academic thing and some classes, some classes that maybe did or didn't happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, that is this investigation has been going on forever. And they said it even started back in like the Dean Smith days. <laughs> so, uh, so that, yeah, it was very scary, but it's a good day. And I'm sure uh, Harrison Barnes is very happy about it too. Yeah, I'm sure he is. There's something else I was going to say about. So we got Dirk versus Dwight tonight, and it's just a. It's an interesting thing because this is one of these things when you look at this Dirk at the center type of thing. He, you know, instantly people think about okay, well Dirk's not going to be able to guard the like Draymonds or you know some of these quicker centers. But then you then you think uh, Dirk guarding Draymond is one of the funniest things I can think about in my brain right now. <laughs> But then you think about somebody like Dirk guarding a really traditional inside big man like Dwight and can he hold his ground, stuff like that. And that's where like 
Dirk, as he's gotten older, he's still like a sneaky good defender uh, against some of these big dudes and can still like bang down low. And I mean, Dirk still had nine boards tonight. So yeah, everything, every time the Clippers play the Mavericks, you know, uh, the center who should not be named tries to take it to Dirk and every single time he doesn't score. And it's one of the best things. And, you know, Mavericks Twitter just goes crazy about it. And they're like, Oh, Dirk stopped, you know, Dirk stuffed him or Dirk stopped him or blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, it happens every single time because first of all, the center who should not be named is not a very good offensive player. He can't score <laughs> for himself. And because like you said, Dirk is a good positional defender. You know, he can get position. He's, he's still pretty, you know, pretty strong guy. He's beefed up. Um, and he also today had more blocks than Dwight Howard. I just want to point that out there. Oh, I didn't see that. How many did he have? <laughs> he had twice as many as Dwight Howard. I'll just throw. I'll just leave it's like it two and one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dirk had two. Dwight had one. <laughs> uh, so, but no, you, I think I think you even tweeted something else, something about this also. You know, we see the spacing stuff too, and how Dirk's ability to magnify the to draw in these big paint defenders with this it's exactly what nick and i have been talking about in pod if you know the difference between having nerlands in there and dirk in there at center and the pros and cons of both and the biggest pro obviously with dirk at center is all you know everyone on the court can hit a three so you can ultimately spread everything out and say dennis go to work yeah people are calling it the five out offense you know before you you had the dwight howard in orlando the four the four out one in offense uh, that you know that they've tried in different places, and now you have this five-out offense. It's like the you know the NFL spread. You're just putting throwing everybody out there and just giving yourself as many chances as you can to hit a three or to you know to get a a touchdown or whatever. But yeah, that play that that you know that I tweeted out. Uh, I think actually Dal the the Mavericks tweeted the gif out, but mm. Dirk was all the way at the top of the key where he belongs. He hit a couple. He hit another trailer tonight, which just warms my heart every single time. I'm. During the regular season, I want to do a trailer counter and just you know every single time Dirk gets a trailer, just hit trailer a, park, throw it a fire, throw a fire emoji up there or something. But so Dirk's trailing, and Dwight Howard is all the way up at the top of the key on the three point, like his foot is on the three point line, and Dwight Howard is essentially useless out there. <laughs> I mean, he's long, like he has long arms still. He can get in some passing lanes, but he's not as quick. You know, a big man is like Nerlens Noel is. His hands aren't as quick like that, especially anymore. But he's all the way out there. And so uh, Yogi gets the ball on the right wing. Dirk passes it over to him. There's this, you know, other action going on on the left side where Harrison Barnes gets free. He dives into the paint. And the only person between him and the basket is Kemba Walker. And Kemba Walker is probably, <laughs> you know, five foot ten or something like that. Just has no shot. And Harrison Barnes goes straight to the basket. There's just so much space because... You know, we see, you know, the gravity of Dirk and how he, you know, can pull guys out because if you're not right in Dirk's face, he can shoot over you. If guy's going to try to close out from a couple feet away, if he's not quick enough, if you don't respond quick enough, you can't get your hand up there, can't get your hand in his face. His release point is so high that he's just going to get it over all these guys. He's just going to get it over every single one of them. So Dirk being that far out, being that tall, I think might even space the floor better than some of these guards, not you know, definitely not Steph Curry because he's already out there, <laughs> like all the way out there anyway. But some of these guards that are a little bit shorter, I feel like if a center is out there, it creates more space in the paint and in the lane than you know a guard that's out there. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, it does for sure. And it's just all about just drawing them out to where now you have your penetrators. Um, 
if we still had D will, you know, as a point, it wouldn't be that big of a more di- that big of a difference because D will at this spot in his career is not taking people off the dribble as much and getting to the lane. You got somebody like Dennis that can almost do it. I mean, I think Carlos said it word for word. No one could stay in front of him. Basically, yeah, it's impossible he's, to. He so. said in all the tape that he's ever watched of Dennis Smith Jr., no one has ever taken a charge on him because he just can't stay in front of him. Yeah, so they're going to use that, you know, ability obviously, and that has to play into the starting five and stretch everybody out and say, Dennis, like, go to work. If the defense does draw in, you got four other guys that can hit a three, so. That's what will make this season fun. Yeah. Like there are going to be games where Dallas hits a ton of threes and Dennis is going to be driving the lane. It's going to be fun. But, you know, matchups is obviously going to dictate a lot of it. And when you see somebody like a you know, Dirk, you know, going against a Valanciunas and Dwight Howard type, like those guys or Valanciunas. Yeah, Valanciunas. <laughs> Valanciunas. <laughs> Don't be laughing over here. Valanciunas. If he's going against both of those type of centers, then oh, he's going to be he's going to be okay for the most part. But there are some of these guys that are going to the Porzingis's of the world and yeah, the Towns. Yeah, those are going to be a uh, very interesting. We're going to see uh, strategically Dirk Dirk's rest nights are going to be on nights like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so funny. So mark my words, you see it. He didn't play against <laughs> Golden like Golden State. There was something. I don't want to say it because I can't get it like I can't get it right. But there was something to where we were all talking about media about the percentages of Dirk when they've went to Golden State the past like couple years of him like not playing because of the <laughs> matchup. And that's like the schedule rest day, but right. I don't know the exact on that. Yeah, there was another play that I, I tweeted out from the Atlanta game where Dennis Smith Jr. drives and all five Hawks go in you know start going in the direction of Dennis Smith Jr. and that's that's sort of just the gravity that he brings so there's just two different kinds two polar opposites Dirk and you know Dennis that pull this gravity and they're just going to make space and so that's why we're seeing Dirk starting we're seeing Seth out there as well because if you put Seth and Wes out there as well as Harrison Barnes with the gravity that Dirk and Dennis Smith Jr. have that's gonna be a pretty dang good offense I'm not sure how they're gonna stop anybody Probably on the wing with you know the three guys that are above average defenders in Wes and you know and Harrison and then probably a below average defender in Dennis right now and then a even belower average <laughs> you know in uh, in Seth. So uh, Dirk's minutes. I want wanted to talk about this. He played twenty six minutes tonight. You and I have a bet that he will play twenty three minutes a game. I believe something like that. I have it. I have it over twenty five. You have over 25. All right, I feel way better about this. So he played 26. No. Well, our, our bet is like you think it's like 22, 21, somewhere through there. I think it's 25, 26. I don't know what it, we put our bet on. Yeah, I think we settled on 23 or something, 24 maybe. Me um, over 23 and you under 23? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so he, uh, the first game against Milwaukee, nine minutes. Then in Chicago, 17 minutes. This is This is so Rick Carlisle. You know, Dirk gets nine minutes the first game, 17 minutes the second game, 21 minutes the third game, 26 minutes tonight. <laughs> Just like ramping it all the way up. Yeah. Um, and this is probably – he's probably going to settle in around this 21 to 26-minute range every night. It's just going to be, you know, one of those and whatever one is the most, then that's that's going to determine which of us wins the bet. So. <laughs> and, um, it, I mean, just like not to beat the dead horse or whatever, but it's going to be – 
a lot of these minutes is going to be about matchups. I mean, yeah. if Ta- if Towns is out there <laughs> 40 minutes a night, 35 minutes a night against Minnesota, I mean, you got to have somebody to guard him. So, especially yeah, if he gonna takes up 50 to, on Dirk. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they're going to have to have Nerlens out there a lot and I mean, if Gorgie's, you know, if Jang's out there, they can put Dirk out there, but Yeah. Even against Taj Gibson, they could put Dirk out there against Taj. Dirk was also 7 of 16 from 3 in the preseason. Saucy. That is that is some that is a good percentage. At one point during the game, he uh Chuck Cooperstein said he is 5 of 10 from 3. So he took a couple extra at the end of yeah. this game, but yeah, almost 50% from 3 was Dirk. He was 1 3 away from that. So that makes me excited. I'm super excited for this season. Uh, JJ Barea also finished with a pretty good preseason. Um, nine points a game, four and a half assists, 45% from three in only 16 minutes. Dennis Smith Jr., also notable, finished the preseason 21 minutes a game, 11 points, four assists, two and a half rebounds, a steal, and also 45% from three quietly. He took about three a game, uh, made one in a few of them. So, yeah. Can we can we just take a and take a moment also to say like the three the three bench guards, all three really impressive this preseason. With Yogi like, Dennis we, or Yogi, you know, JJ and Devin. Yeah, I mean I think all three of them were really impressive this preseason. I think Yogi filled in for Seth really well. Yeah. You know, if we we're looking at the preseason saying who's impressed you the most and stuff, you know, like Harrison continues staying like, man, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, Harrison's Harrison. Dennis did his thing. But the three guards, I mean, they're I mean, we talked about Devin. I think Devin looks better now than he did all of last year. Uh, JJ balled out this preseason and Yogi stepped in for Seth really well and he's looks like he's just continuing to get better. So those three guys and I mean you can't say that about we're not saying that about everyone. I mean I think Nerland's looked mm, okay yeah. this preseason. Uh Wes Matthews, okay. Yeah. Dodo, you know, Finney Smith, okay. Dwight Powell, um, you know, some of the other guys, okay, whatever. But I I've just been I've been really impressed by the three guards this preseason. Can we talk about Wes Matthews dribbling real quick before we go? Because <laughs> oh, it's, it's become this thing on Reddit and Twitter and, it, and you know social media that people just hate it when Wes dribbles. And so and now anytime he dribbles at all, he, he can't, you know, people just freak out. Uh, are you concerned? Um, I'm not concerned as much because, I mean, I have I do have faith in like the, the coaching staff that I think it's more of like a mindset thing to him. It's what we've talked about, how we think Wes will be better this year because he can get back to being a three India guy. I told Andy Bailey that from NBA math. And when he asked me on his podcast about Wes Matthews this season and the preview thing, I said, Hey, the best thing for Wes Matthews to do is be a $17 million three and D guy. Like, I know it sounds like crazy to pay somebody that much, but like, just get back to being a three and D guy. We don't need him to be. And he talked about that last year. Oh, I want to be the guy. I want to do that because I'm getting paid to be that. Just go back to being that. We don't need you to do ISO scoring anymore. Yeah, that's we actually need... that's Wes. That's actually not what we paid you to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't we don't need you to like just take the ball and go score. We have those guys now, and yeah. I mean literally, literally he's gonna he's like if we're saying I want to give somebody the ball and go get me a basket. I mean he's probably what fifth or sixth on your list. I mean you got we, besides Dirk Barn. Well, I'm just saying, like Dirk Barnes, you know, Dennis, Seth. Devin. I put Devin like, Harris on there above Wes. 
Yeah, possibly. I'd probably put him even, but I'm saying like at least those four. I'm saying Do you want him to dribble and get it, his own shot. Like go get me a basket. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely putting Devin above because okay, Devin can at least knife in the lane and you know can handle the ball and he won't turn it over. Yeah. So I will say this, and we can mention this, you know, maybe a different pod or talk about it more because we have mentioned it before. Zach Lowe did his 32 crazy predictions. Oh yeah, I've gotten to that yet. I'm excited for, for the season, and he said his crazy prediction or for the Mavericks is that they will trade Wes Matthews this season. So we talked Zach about L- it like all summer, didn't we? <laughs> we did, yeah, we did. But it, we it's didn't think he thing. would get traded. We, we neither of us thought it would, but we we sure don't we have a don't we have a board bet on that? I say he's out by the All Star break, and you say no. I think we do have a board bet on it. We need to keep these in front of us all the time. We do. Uh, real quick, can I mention something about Michael Jordan? Go ahead. Did you see Is his it a North Carolina interview? thing? No, no, no. His okay. latest interview. So he, he's a big cigar guy, and of course oh, I love yeah, cigars yeah. too. Yeah, I heard about it. But he did this uh, interview with this uh, cigar magazine and stuff, and he was setting courtside tonight for the Mavericks and you know Hornets game. But he made a couple of comments, and it's really funny. The irony of it is he was talking, asked about super teams, and he said. Yeah, he wasn't obviously a big fan of it, but he said there's pretty much two teams and the other 28 teams are going to be garbage. I'm like, you just called the team that you own garbage. Because <laughs> I know you're not saying they're one of the two teams. Also, one of or both the the Thunder and the Rockets, he would be calling garbage too. Yeah, well, I mean, probably both of them. He's probably just right, talking, he's about, probably talking about the Cavs. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, it was just a funny comment. Um, and then the other ones, he, he said something about how he couldn't survive in this Twitter world. And it's just another oh, reminder. No. Of, Michael Jordan would be awful. <laughs> he would get an- <laughs> so much trouble all the time because he just would It's say another reminder anything. to think about how how much social media and Twitter affects today's game and players. And it's fun to think back of saying, what if we had Twitter in the Barkley days and the Shaq and Kobe and the like just all that stuff back then, like what how much fun it would have been and just yeah, you, how it have played. Yeah, you think Barkley didn't give a crap now. He he put <laughs> out a he had to put out a commercial. He put out a commercial that said, I am not a role model. Blah blah blah. Imagine what he'd be saying <laughs> on Twitter every day, sitting at home, two AM yeah. after a game, you know, nothing but his underwear, just like all of, just him and his thoughts and his phone. <laughs> I mean, we see that with our president right now. That that is a very true statement. <laughs> Are we going to get our license taken away from Donald Trump if we say bad things about him? Uh, I anyway, I, I I I I can't talk about that man in a um in a positive optimism way that I try to do things in life. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going well for us. All right, we've gone too long already, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on Lockdown Mavs. We made it through the preseason. We're almost we there, guys. We're close. We almost made it through the summer. Uh, look forward to the next couple of podcasts. We got you know some more stuff coming. We also have our man Tim Cato, who is uh, going to be coming on the podcast in the next couple of days. Do we have a date for our AMA? Or our a- my thing? AMA is Monday. I'm doing my AMA on Monday. Okay. Uh, sometime at night. It will probably be around seven p.m. Ooh. Central Time. So. Go to Reddit. If you haven't made your account, go ahead and make it. Go ahead and you can go ask me anything. That's what AMA is. So I go on Reddit. I'm going to make a post. Ask me anything. Guys, go for it. Ask me about Isaac. Ask me about my dog, Laker. Ask me about my Laker fandom. 
Ask me all the mean things you want. <laughs> oh, I look forward to it. I'm going to ask you a question. No, people be asking. People start asking you questions then. I'll, I'll disguise myself. That's fair. I'll all right, a, guys. Thank you so Laker much. Laker Dog jo- 218. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us in Locked On Mavericks. Uh, as always, uh, you see Geek. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls. Plus, one day only, tomorrow, take 50% off all Old Navy active at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only. Active offer 1020 excludes in-store clearance.